Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back from Brazil. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> uh, it's always a bit of a challenge coming back from a missions trip. It's sort of how to land this plane, <laughs> Where to, what to do with this. Um, we had an absolutely epic, epic time in Brazil. I'm really blown away. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away, but I'm also challenged. <clears throat> challenged in the sense of, okay, God, <laughs> this is a little bit more of you. This is who you are. This is what we've experienced in Brazil. So for those who don't know, we went to a church, about 6,000 plus people in Brazil. And, um, and so we did a revival conference for uh, five, six days in another church. And uh, God moved powerfully. <clears throat> I've never seen anything like it. Never experienced anything like it. It was next level. I think Gareth said it after the first day. This isn't next level. This is way beyond next level. <laughs> and uh, so it's been, it's been phenomenal just to... And so I want to I share with you about the great I am. Because <clears throat> I'm challenged by this truth of who God is. I'm challenged by this, this truth that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm challenged with this reality that God is the same in Brazil as he is in South Africa. He's everywhere the same. And so we were like, we were just really blown away just going there and just, this is, I mean, this is a, a let me give you, give, you, give you a few. Okay, before I do that, before I do it, please stand with me. We want to, everything, everything we do, we want to do it from the presence of God. So before I'm going to share the word, I just want us to step into his presence. Okay, just open your hands like this before the Lord. It's just an attitude of, of surrender and saying, God, we, we want to live from your presence. We don't want to do anything outside of your presence. So God, we welcome you here this morning. Your manifest, tangible presence. Lord, awaken us. Awaken us. Open our eyes to see. Give us spirit eyes, Lord, to see with the eyes of faith. To see you as the great I am. Always. Always. Everywhere. You do not change. You do not change. And so, God, we pray this morning that you would flood our hearts, flood our minds, flood our spirits with truth with love, with your heart. In the name of Jesus, Lord, open our eyes to see who you really, truly are. In Jesus' name, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's just say, come, Holy Spirit. Say, come, presence of God. And flood our lives. Yes, God, we thank you. You are so good. I pray, God, that our spiritual senses will be awakened. That we will hear your voice, that we will see your face and be changed forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just say, I receive in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. It's just sort of a lifestyle that we've begun to, to live is to always be aware of God's presence. <clears throat> so, to give you a bit of an idea, I mean, it's weird. It's just weird. I mean, you do the same thing as you always do, and the results are just next level. I think looking back now, everything the Lord has done, uh, I've, been, I've been like praying this week and thinking, God, what, what are you trying to say? And I feel God is saying to me, this is significant. I am with you. I mean, we were the, on the first day, it uh, was the Wednesday morning, we had breakfast. So we living in the house of this pastor, of the church of 6,000 plus people. And, and we had breakfast and then they asked that we pray for his wife. <clears throat> she had a three-month condition where she would tilt her head back and she would become, she would black out and things like that. Went to the doctors, couldn't figure out what it is. Anyway, so we, just after breakfast, okay, we pray for her. We pray for her, she gets healed. We pray for the senior pastor, both of his knees get healed. Then we pray for the lady that works at their house and two of the team members see a snake around her neck. They saw a vision of a demonic spirit on her body and we addressed it. She manifested a demon and she set free. That was just warm-up, just after breakfast. That's like, okay, boom, yes. <laughs> so the afternoon, we just have a time of worship, and there are more and more of the pastors coming. They want prayer. So the one pastor comes, and he's for his mom, he needs prayer. She's had 20 years of migraines. She has osteoporosis. We pray for she's healed. We pray for the other pastor. He has 20% hearing in his ear. We pray for him. The power of God hits him. He falls to the floor like a rag doll. He gets up 80% improvement in his hearing. I mean, the presence of God is just over the place. We're just like, wow, this is good. So now I'm telling the pastor, you need to pray for me. I want this grace in your life. You've got a church of 6,000 plus people, 1,000 small groups. I want this. The pastor's like, no, dude, you pray for me. I'm not going to pray for you. (laughs) I'm like, no, please pray for me. It's just crazy. And that was just a warm-up. The meetings haven't even begun yet. It was, it's amazing. God is the great I am. He is the great I am. I mean, this church of 6,000 plus people, they rocked. The people are, they're blown away with what God has done. So this theme of the Lion of Judah just spoke to us over and over again. And we had this amazing, phenomenal God encounters in terms of praying for people and seeing things happen. But this, this picture of the Lion of Judah, the Lion of Judah, just seeing God as a lion, the Lion of Judah. I mean, imagine you had a lion with you the whole time. That would be quite cool. Mr. Robert comes to your house. Let me introduce you to my friend. Lion. This is Jesus, the Lion of Judah. He's, he's fearsome, he's glorious, he's powerful, he's amazing. And so the one night we prayed for a, for a guy, a young man who, who uh, was healed physically, and then he was just one of the team members, they were praying for him, and he was just shaking the whole time. And they're like, what's going on with you? And he said, I'm seeing a lion, and I'm terrified. In a good, bad, no good, but fearsome. 
And this man didn't know Jesus. And so he committed his life to Jesus. It was just beautiful. And so we had all these other meetings. We had at least 390 people physically healed. At least 390, just through our prayers. We equipped the, the leaders of their church and we equipped them to pray for people. And amazing, phenomenal things were happening. We had 145 people commit their lives to Jesus. It was powerful. It was amazing. And we cast out a lot of demons. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so this is my question to you. How can, if God is the same everywhere, all the time, how can you experience him as the great I am in your life? How can you? How can you? How can I? How can we experience God as the great I am in this city? I promise you, if we have meetings like we had in Brazil every Sunday and more, this church will explode with thousands of people because people will hear that God is there. It's not us. We're small. I'm a nobody. I can't even, last time I checked, I can't even heal a headache. Headache. Can't even heal a headache. We saw amazing things happen. Just as, I mean, just God just moving and touching. It's just like incredible, mind-boggling things because he is the great I am, but he's, he's calling a, a generation of people to believe. And that's the qualifying factor. The only thing that's withholding you from experiencing the fullness of God in your midst right now is faith or unbelief. If we can shift our doubts and our fears into a place of real childlike faith that, God, this is who you are. You heal, you save, you deliver. You are glorious, always. I'm going to ignore my circumstances. I'm going to ignore what I'm seeing with my physical eyes because I, I have the eyes of the Spirit. I see with the eyes of the Spirit. I see. I have eyes. See, God is enthroned on high. He is enthroned. He's powerful. He's reigning from heaven. He doesn't fall off his throne. Do you realize that? You're having a crisis. God's like, oops, sorry, fall off my throne. Don't know what to do with that. No, he doesn't. He's, he, he, he's reigning from heaven. But because of unbelief and doubts and fears that impact our hearts, we feel as if he's far. We feel if he's, as if he's not real. We feel as if I don't know what to do with this challenge. But he is powerful. He is glorious. And he wants you and me to experience him like that every day. So I want to share a few principles of shifting out of the place of unbelief into a place of faith. But, but sort of at the heart of it, it's like this thing, I'm, I'm not going to accept this. Like what I'm saying, I'm not going to accept that God rocks a church of 6,000 people in Brazil, but East London, not really. It's not acceptable. I'm not going to accept that because he is the great I am there and here. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not the, I, the great I was. Our God is not the great I was. And he's not the uh, one day I'm going to be great. He is great right now. 
Let's say it right now. He's great right now. He wants to manifest in your life like you have never seen or imagined possible. He wants to flood in and transform our communities and our families and our work environments. He wants to flood in and manifest his love and his goodness and his kindness. He wants to. But you and I need to shift ourselves into the place of faith. He is the Savior. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. And he wants to flood into your life. He is the provider. If you're battling financially, say praise Jesus. Wonderful. This is your opportunity to discover God as the Lord, your provider. You're sick. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to encounter the God, my healer. Whatever you're facing, he is the great I am. Whatever you need him to be, he will be that. He will be that. Now, all that we need to trust God is to move into a place of faith. I want to take you to three, three men of God in the Bible that at the start of their journeys, the start of their walk with God, and some powerful truths of, of what God revealed to them to shift into the place of faith. Hallelujah. Our God is glorious. He is powerful. He wants to move like we have never seen. But let me look at it. Let me, let me look at the scripture there. The great I am. And I love it when we, I love it when God reveals himself in such beautiful ways. Even as this, this young man that just was shaking. As he said, I'm seeing a lion. I'm seeing a lion. When I was in the UK... Uh, in London, uh, a month or two ago, we uh, were in a prayer meeting, and I saw uh, in this prayer meeting, a few people saw this vision of a bride in a wheelchair, a bride in a wheelchair. And they believed, and we believe it's a, it's a picture of the body of Christ. She's a bride in a wheelchair. And as we were praying through it, I felt the Lord show, show me why. Why is the bride in a wheelchair? Because I saw this in this vision. I saw the bride standing, beautiful dress, white dress, wonderful. But she was looking into the glory of God. She was looking into the glory of God. And as she was looking, she was standing and she was strong and she was beautiful. Everything was wonderful. And then the next moment, she looked away, like to the side. She looked into the darkness And as she looked into the darkness, I saw this beautiful bride being changed into a bride in a wheelchair. She like went into the wheelchair. And I felt the Lord speak to me about this and say to me that the reason the bride of Christ is in this wheelchair is because she's looking away from the glory and the goodness of God. She's looking into the darkness. She's looking into into what evil is doing in the world. And because she's doing that, it's stealing her faith. And she finds herself in a wheelchair. No strength. Without faith, you have no strength. Without faith, we all become broken Christians, broken individuals. And so the Lord wants us to look at him. And so often when you speak to people now in our society, people are negative Oh, the economy, and oh, this, and oh, that, and whatever. Who the heck cares? Who cares? What are the crises at the time? 
We have the great I am who is our God, who is greater than any challenge we can face or what we face. Amen. Amen. But we must make a confident choice to look away from the darkness and to look at who God is. So we can go to Brazil and say, oh God, they will be so powerful here in Brazil. Oh, and this church is so big. And no, God is always more than enough for whatever you're facing. Whether the church be 60 people or 600 or 6,000 or 60,000. I mean, the, the Apostle Ari on the Sunday, we had three back-to-back services, two-hour services, and then praying for people, like seven and a half hours of going for it. It was an unbelievable night of ministry. And the Apostle Ari said afterwards to us, I think our next stop is the church of 60,000. Yeah, 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 why not? So we go from 600 to 6,000 to 60,000 in Jesus' name. Why not? The great I am. He is glorious. He's powerful. The guys were so blown away that they, they want the rest of Brazil to experience what they experienced. And so my mission is that we need to create an environment here, an environment of faith, an environment of expectation, an environment of believing that our God is able to do anything at any time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Brazil church is a little bit louder, but it's okay. It's okay. So let's look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 6 to 7. It says, so we are always confident. Say, always confident. Why? For we walk by faith, not by sight. So we are always confident, for we walk by faith, not by sight. I do not walk by my physical eyes. I do not live by what my physical eyes tell me. I live by faith. I see the great I am. I see who is. I walk by faith. And therefore, I'm always confident. I am not dependent. You and I, we are not dependent on our circumstances. We're not dependent on people's opinions. We're not dependent on the economy. We're not dependent on whatever the devil is doing. We're not dependent on anything around us except the greatness of our God. But there's a wrestling for our faith. There's a wrestling. The enemy wants to push us out of faith. Wants to push us out of the place of faith into the place of unbelief. And when we're in that wheelchair, you know what? It feels like God isn't strong. It feels like God is far. It feels like nothing's happening. But if we turn our hearts to him, we will see he is glorious and powerful. So we walk not by sight. We, do, we walk not by our physical senses. We walk not by our feelings. We walk not by our environment. We walk only by faith. And our faith is not dependent on others. This is the beauty of it. You have the ability to believe in your own heart. You're not dependent. You're not a victim of how other people respond or whatever other people are doing. You can have faith yourself. Let's say it. I believe. You do. You can. I want to say to you, you are more than what you think. So many of us allow our past to determine. So I want to look at the first one I want to look at is Abraham. And I believe this is a, a word for us. Genesis 12, 1, 2, 3. This is the beginning before anything happened in Abraham's life. The Lord appeared to him in his country. And in verse 1 it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house. To a land that I will show you. 
I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So it's fascinating. So, so God appears to Abram and, and God realizes, I, I want to position this man in a place where I can bless the nations. I can impact the nations. So I'm, I'm gonna, I need to do something in his life. So what does God say to Abram? He says, get out. Say, get out. Get out of your country. Get out of your land. Get away from your family. Get away from your father's house. And go to the land that I have planned for you. And I believe the reason was God needed to get Abram out of that environment so that he can reveal to him who he truly is. And I believe that's what God wants to do for all of us. You see, every one of us come with a legacy. We come with a past. We come with, this is how people see me. This is how people respond to me. These are the opinions of man about me. And then we allow those things to define how I see myself. I see myself as a a white man, a black man, a colored man, this or that. I see myself as a South African. I see myself as, well, I come from this family, rich or poor. Uh, I have this education. This is who I am. If you want to walk in the supernatural, if we want to rock this city, which I believe in the name of Jesus will be, if we're going to rock East London for Jesus then we all need to get out of our past. Get out of you are this family. I am a Kruger. No, I'm not. I'm a son of God. I'm not a South African first and foremost. I I am from heaven. My home is heaven. My inheritance comes from heaven. I am a new man. When I... When Sonic and I moved to East London seven and a half years ago, there was a reason. Because I was in an environment where people had put me in a box. They told me who I was. They said to me, this is who you are. And this is how we will relate to you. And this is all you'll ever be. But God had to take me out. He had to take us out. He had to bring us here in an environment. And he needed to get us out to places like Brazil and India and Argentina. So we can step out and discover Who we truly are. Who I am. So the Lord is saying to me, let go of the past. Forget it. That is not who you are. I will define who you are. Get out. So I want to say to you, get out. Break out of old patterns of thinking and self-perception. I mean, in our team, The the miracles were happening through the whole team. There was no one necessarily better than the rest. You are powerful in God if you will simply shift your beliefs and step into your identity as a child of God. That's it. Get out. Get out of the old ways of thinking. Get out of the old ways. Well, I have this horrible past and this is who I am and always going to be like this. Your past does not determine your future. God determines your future, but you need to believe it. You need to believe it. I believe God wants to do mind-boggling things through us, but there's something that needs to shift on the inside of us. And the enemy's going to come. He's going to accuse. He's going to say things and, you know... Cut people out of your life that break you down. 
Cut them out. Cut them out. Silence them. Shut up. Oh, maybe not, not like that. Be quiet. But I feel that God is saying to me, cut out opinions that is contrary to my word. Cut out voices that are contrary to what I am saying to you. It is the only way. Otherwise, you'll always be a bride in a wheelchair. You'll always be a child of God that is just not doing anything, achieving nothing, unable to do anything because you've allowed the lies of the enemy to define you. Get out. Let's say it. Get out. Amen. Come on. Let's break out of the old ways. Let's break out of the old ways. You know, it's the same thing, you know, for us coming back to East London now. It's like back to the old. No, not back to the old. Back to the upgrade in the name of Jesus. Back to more faith, more anointing, more grace, more love, more hope, more passion, more fruit. The kingdom is coming in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, we, we would have on the Sunday, we have like a, a, a queues and queues and queues. be three services going from the one to the next. Lines of people. I would have two hands. I would pray for two people at the same time, sometimes for three. I've never seen anything like it. Translate to ask them, what's wrong? What's wrong? Do you have pain now? Do you have pain now? No, 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 no. Yes, yes. Be healed in Jesus' name. 30 seconds later. Healed, healed. High fives. Boop, boop. Next. Healed, thank you Jesus, high five, whoop, whoop, next. Healed in Jesus' name. I mean, things would disappear, cysts would disappear, bodies would be healed. You would physically, I mean, the person would be able to, to make their knee like that. You would hear the clap noise in their knee, would pray and it'd be gone and they'd be healed. I mean, the guys would experience under their hands, joints move, like they put the hand on the knee and they'd feel how the knee moves back into place and be healed. We would experience with a one girl, there would be, she had a, a deformed bone on her chest, 10, 12 year old girl, and she would have this sticking out bone like a, like a knob here. Yaku put his hand on this, pray be healed in Jesus' name, took his hand away, it was halfway gone, and the translator was like, whoa, prayed again, gone, healed. Our God is powerful. He is powerful. He's the same God that is in Brazil. He's the same God here. He's just waiting for a people who would say, I will not accept the opinions of man. I will only accept the word of God. I will only accept who God says I am. I mean, that Sunday night, 43 people were healed just through my laying on of hands. Two people at a time. People, it, it was amazing. What am I doing? I don't know. It's God. He's amazing. But I preach the gospel that Jesus, it is always the will of God to heal. It is always the will of God to save. It is always. This is who he is. He is the great I am. Brazil, this is Jesus. And now we're going to show you. We're going to demonstrate it for you. So on the Thursday night, we uh, preached on healing, the theology around healing. And we said, we're going to demonstrate it now to you. So we're going to call people up onto stage. We're going to, they're going to be healed in front of you. So I sort of tried to look. Everybody, the three quarters of the place is sick. It's amazing. I've never seen that many sick people in my life. So, I was, so, now, so now I'm asking, okay, people with these type of conditions. And they, people, everybody's raising their hand. A lot of people raising their hands. Hundreds of people. And now I'm looking at who's God highlighting 
And then I called them forward. In the end, there was about, say, six people on, on, on the stage. And I was like hoping, I hope they have some pain. In their, I told them, you must have pain in your body right now. I'm not looking for any sort of done now. Because Jesus heals now. And they all come, yeah, 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 we have, we have. And I was thinking, well, maybe they've got small conditions. Later we found out some of them, like, they've got like 20 years of stuff. It was crazy. So now there's six people on stage with five, six hundred people over there. We're equipping the leaders. And now we, Jesus heals. So we released the presence of God over them. We laid hands on them. Two or three of them fell to the floor very quickly. And uh, when they got up, all of them were healed except the one lady. It took a little bit longer to be healed. But all six of them healed and they started to share testimonies of conditions that had been like for 20 years more. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a hand. I think that's worthy of a, a, a Jesus heals. Jesus heals. Now see, if I was in a service like that, I would be impressed. <laughs> it's amazing. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. I'm thinking, oh, like, are you nuts calling people forward and expecting them to be healed in front of all, everybody? But that's what Jesus does. So the one guy who got healed, he, the power of God hit him. He went to the floor, got up, healed, tears running down. I saw him after that service. He was sitting on the ground. and was taking photos of himself. He said, I'm taking photos for my wife. I couldn't do this for 20 years. <laughs> yes. His life has been changed. You see, because God is real. How can we say we believe in a God but we can't give any evidence for him. How can we say just believe in your heart? But you, know, you can't sense him. You can't experience his love or his power in your life. That is unacceptable. I will not accept that. I will not accept that. I, have, I, I, I will stand on the word of God and on nothing else. And so the Lord says, get out. Get out of your old ways of thinking. Get out. And even with Abraham, he said, I'll make your name great. God has no problem with blessing his children. The second one, Moses. Moses, in the beginning of his walk, he was in the wilderness for 40 years. And then uh, God appeared to him in the bush. Just want to, uh, the burning bush. Let me, Exodus 3, verse 2 to 4. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Say great sight. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. So in this case, God manifests his fire. The, bur the bush burns. And then it says, and Moses saw it and he turned aside. He turned aside to look. He turned aside to look. He turned aside to look. And I believe that's the second key for us to move into a place of faith. He was busy with looking after his sheep. He was busy with his day-to-day -day activities. And then he saw and he turned and he looked. And I believe the Lord is calling us. To turn aside and look. Driving in your car with a radio blaring. Turn the thing off. And turn on the radio from heaven. Jesus, speak to me. 
Turn off the noises that are speaking. Turn aside and look. Get quiet. Get raised for your soul. Get a place of, 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 of stealing your soul so that you can get into his word and listen to his word and read his word so that his word can be your defining factor. But so many of us are so busy with all the other things. There's so many voices, so many opinions. Silence, 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 silence. I mean, it's like movies. Do you know that movies don't paint a true picture? You know, when you, most people we speak to, we say we went to the Amazon. They're like, oh, piranhas. And we dove into the Amazon River. And they swam in the river. Oh, anaconda. <laughs> they aren't really these things. It's like far off in other places. And piranhas don't really attack you. The movies lied. <laughs> so just want to say, if you get your worldview from TV, it's probably a wrong worldview. Just in case you were wondering. No, they know, no, the, all the aliens do not land in America. Don't happen. The same with us. They think the lions walk. When I told the pastor, yeah, we've got lions in our houses. You know, every one of us, a lion in our house. are like, oh, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. But the point being is most of us are looking for our, our, our reality somewhere. But there's only one true reality, and his name is Jesus Christ. The great I am that reigns from the throne of heaven. You know, when I read the scriptures, I, you know, if, if, you, if you believe the scriptures, then you will experience weird things. Yeah, last time I read the Bible, there's a lot of weird things in scriptures. Do you know that there are demons and angels? That's what the Bible says. Is it real? Yes, it is real. I want to tell you a story. So the one night, there was this one girl that was coming back to the services over and over again, about 12 years old, and uh, she had demons. Okay, so this, this basically confirms the reality of also confirmed scripture. The Bible says there are angels, there are demons, there's, there's a God, and there's a devil. And so Paul told me that this girl, when she speaks to him, she says she wants to speak to Pastor Andre alone. She's demonized. And there's witchcraft in her past. So anyway, a few nights later, praying for this queue of people on a Sunday night, I think it was, or I can't remember which night it was. And Then there's this girl next to me, and she says she needs prayer. She has this pain in her heart, like physical pain. She like, saw a bad movie, she says, fear, fear, a lot of fear. And so she's weeping and crying, and oh, you know, my heart, my heart. So now I'm stopping there and I'm praying over here and then the power of God hits her and she's on the floor and she's, there's a lot of stuff happening and things happening, etc. And, I'm, I'm, and so I'm asking someone, what's going on here? And someone told me there's witchcraft in the family. So at some stage, on the floor, and she asked, at some stage she asked the interpreter, she wants to hold my hand and she wants to put her hand on my heart. Because she wants to just whatever. And I'm like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Something is not right here. Now I'm realizing I'm speaking to this demon. And I freaked. I was like, I took her hand and I went, I was like full authority of Jesus Christ. I was wild. I don't normally go wild and loud with demons. But this time I just went. I told they will not curse us because there's a demonic spirit that was sent to curse us and witchcraft has come against us and wanted to curse me. And 
So I just go, and, and as I'm saying, you will not, and this demon is just, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> and I said, Lord, I pray for your angels to come and take this demon away and set this girl free. So the next moment, this girl looks up and she looks past my shoulder. And there's no one there. Next moment, she looks past my shoulder and this demon freaks. Absolutely terrified. Ah, turns around, tries to crawl away. I'm like, yeah, look over my shoulder. That's how we roll. <laughs> but there was an angel standing next to us. And the demon could see it. Why am I sharing this? Because there's a lion of Judah and the enemies terrified of the God that we serve. But sometimes we have more faith in the devil than we have faith in God. We have more faith in the enemy than we have faith in our glorious God who has defeated evil at the cross. And it causes the bride to be in a wheelchair. So it's time for us to get up and get out. It's time for us to speak with the authority that Jesus Christ has given to us. That girl was set free just after that. I hope she's going to stay free. But uh, we have authority. The spirit realm is real. But so many of us live as if there's nothing. We live as if this natural realm is everything. It's not. We need to silence the things of this realm. So that the sounds of heaven may become our everything. Our all-consuming word. Our all-consuming message. Our all-consuming, I don't even call it an opinion. The word of God. It's powerful. And so in Moses' case, he, he had to look aside. He had to look at what God is doing. What, and that's what I'm doing. I'm looking at everything God did in Brazil. And I'm saying, God, this is who you are. The God who saves, the God who heals, the God who delivers, the God who restores marriages, the God who restores lives. This is who you are. I'm not going to accept anything less than who you are. And so in that scripture says, he said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. I want to encourage you, turn aside and look at the greatness of God. Turn aside, worship Jesus and just look into his face in your heart. Look into his eyes of fire and see his glorious. You needn't fear anything. You can look into his eyes and know he's got this. He is with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Just believe. Just trust. Just believe. Just trust. Turn aside and look. Look. I feel God is saying to me, look. Look at me. Look away from everything else. Look at me. No, don't listen to the opinions of man. Look at me. No, don't listen to what the news is saying. Look at me. If you want to live a supernatural lifestyle, if you want to have the great I am manifestly present in your life, you need to believe. You need to have faith. Jesus said believers. We're called to be believers. Okay, so with Moses, that was where he started. He looked at this flame of fire, and then the Lord spoke to him, and he said, Moses, Moses. And I say, if you, if you silence the noise, and you turn your heart to Jesus, he's going to speak to you. 
And when he speaks to you, nothing compares. Every time I experience more of God, I realize how futile, how empty, and how boring this, the world is. The things of this world. He's settling for 10th best. Come on. God has called you to experience the great I am in your midst in Jesus' name. Say amen. <laughs> Say this is for me. Say Andre is not awesome. Jesus in us is awesome. That's true. Christ in us. Greater is he that lives in us than he that is in the world. I am not the next Benny Hinn. I am here to empower the body of Christ to be powerful. I'm not the next Superman. Because there is no Superman. There is only one that is powerful. His name is Jesus. And he lives in every believer in this house. And he's just like knocking on your door saying, when are you going to believe? Okay. Okay, let's try this again. When are you going to believe? <laughs> okay, when are you going to stop listening to the devil? When are you going to believe? I think you're awesome. When are you going to realize that there's no longer condemnation and guilt for those who are in Christ? When are you going to realize that I love you so much that I want to manifest my goodness in you and through you? When? What about now? Let's believe. You are more than what you think. You are more than what you think because Christ in you is greater than what you can imagine. Greater is he that lives in us than he that is in the world. Say greater. Amen. In the, if you want to walk in the supernatural, and I felt God say to my heart, if you want to walk in, in the supernatural, simply look to me and nowhere else. Other things sap your strength, your faith. Look to me. That's the call. That's what God is saying. Look to me. Otherwise, you're going to be the, the bride in the wheelchair. You're called to more. You're called to more. What you look at is what you will have faith in. What you look at is what you will have faith in. Look at this quote from Exodus 3 verse 14. This is where God says, I am who I am. Moses, go tell them I am. I am sent you. I am, I am always the same. I'm always present. I'm always powerful. I change not. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Smith Wigglesworth, quote from him, said, they never listen to human plans. God can work mightily when you persist in believing him in spite of discouragement from the human standpoint. I am moved by what I believe. I am moved by what I believe. I know this. No man looks at the circumstances if he believes. Isn't that powerful? No man or woman looks at the circumstances when they believe. No man or woman listens to opinions of people who know nothing when they believe. They go by the word of God. They walk by what God is saying. Because only God truly knows who we are. If he says it, then it's true. Let's break out. You see, but there's uh, these, these, these lies for some of us that has bound our thoughts. It's like, I'm small. I can't do this. 
Andre is very special. I'm not. I can't. Do you know what? That's the devil speaking to you. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, you young people, teenagers, you can transform your school. In Jesus' name, you can transform your school. If only you would believe that he is the great I am and there's this massive lion walking next to you. And if you would get up and proclaim who Jesus is and ignore the mockery, the kingdom will come. The kingdom will come. There's always been mockers. There's always been mockers, but it does not keep God from coming if we believe. Last one, Joshua. At the beginning, just before they take the promised land, Joshua 1 verse 4 to 5, 5 to 6. It says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall, shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. This is my new Brazilian red shirt as a gift. So it's, it's like a mantle of glory. So whenever I preach in this, the kingdom comes. And also any other shirt in my closet as well, the kingdom comes. So praise God. <laughs> but it's amazing. The Lord speaks to Joshua and he says, okay, before you go, you need to go take this land. I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous because you need to give the people their land. You need to help them. You need to lead them to take their inheritance. For us to go where God has called us to go, we will need to be strong and we'll need to be courageous. To go where God has called us to go, to do what God has called us to do. If you, the only way you will ever achieve the destiny that the Lord has set before you, you will have to have courage. You need courage. You will need strength. You will need to stand strong. That's what I believe God is saying to us right now. Be strong. Be courageous. I am with you always. I am with you always. So I saw like a, a vision over this weekend. Felt the Lord saying to me, I saw like a, I saw myself riding at high speed a horse, like chasing Riding furiously. I uh, saw so I was riding right into a storm. Right into a storm. And I feel the Lord is saying, be furious. Be uncompromising. Be strong and courageous. Yes, the storms will come, but the storm within you is greater than the storm outside of you. The Lord wants to put a fire storm on the inside of us that is covered in his love. And this ruthlessness of, I have a mission. There are people's lives at stake. There are multitudes that need to hear this message. And we're going to do this. I don't care what people say. I don't care what the enemy brings. We're going we're gonna to do this. I feel that's what God is saying. I feel that that is what God is holding before us. To break out of our excuses and our pity parties and the things of the past. And to step into what God has called us to. And then just the last verse. Joshua 1 verse 8. This is the word of the Lord. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, 
that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You see, faith is dependent on what God says. And in this word, he says, this word must not depart from your mouth. So what are you speaking? What are you speaking? Complaining. Are you complaining? You know what complaining is? Complaining is the praises in hell. You're joining the praises in hell. When you're complaining and negative and fault finding. But the Lord says, let this word be in your mouth continuously. This is who I am. This is who God says I am. This is what God has called us to do. This is where we're going. This is the plan of God. And this is the word of the Lord. He is the great I am. He's with us always. What are you speaking? You can only have real faith when your mouth is filled with the word of God. So this is my challenge to you. For this week and the weeks ahead, take the word of God and consume it until it consumes you. If you're happy to be the bride in the wheelchair, fine. But I am not. I am not. I will not accept that. I will not accept that for us as a church. God is wanting us to move in his fullness. But then we need to have faith. How do we get faith? Through his word. Get the word in your mouth. Get the word in your heart. Get the word in everything you say. Get it onto your wall. Get it onto your phone. Get it into your car radio. Get it everywhere you go. Get the word in your mouth. Greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. Amen. (laughs) This is the challenge. If we want to walk, if we want to experience the great I am, the glorious lion. This is what I want. I felt in, uh, in Brazil now, I felt the Lord say to me the one night, make my bride beautiful. Make my bride beautiful for me. That is our mission. That is my mission. To make the bride of Christ beautiful. To reveal the truth of who God is so that we can get out of the wheelchair and be the beautiful bride that follows her Savior. Looks into his beauty. Looks into his glory. I believe. Amen. Let's say it. I believe. Church of 60,000, we're coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Please stand with me.